0: All righty, beautiful. Well, welcome back, people. Um, Dave, first one we're going to chat about. So, there's a two. There's two um, financial or consumer-based financial like helplines and websites that people can use if you're struggling financially and need some sort of free, uh, confidential sort of advice about like struggling yeah. with your finances. There's the Financial Counsellors of Australia (FCA) as well as the National Debt uh, Hotline. The Financial Councils Australia will say FCA just to shorten it has expressed concern over uh, the uptick in people that have a mortgage on a home seeking help from their uh, support line. Uh, Anecdotally, they're seeing a clear increase in mortgage stress over the past two months. The National Debt Hotline has also recorded visits to their website rising 28% in January when it's compared to the number of people visiting the site in January of 2022. Uh, It's the first significant upswing to their site since prices began rising in early 2022 so um even based on abs data a million households are now considered vulnerable to uh uh mortgage stress and their ex- the, the debt hotline are expecting more calls for assistance especially from middle-income aussies not just people on low incomes uh, that are struggling with finances right now um the hotline's also seeing an increase in people resorting to credit, like buy now, pay later, credit cards, and personal loans, uh, just to be paying mm-hmm. for their essentials. And we've spoken about it in the past uh, that an uptick in credit facilities being used by Aussie consumers. Is usually a sign of bad things on the horizon in the economy. If people are resorting to using credit cards to go to pay for day to day things like fuel and stuff, so before we moved on, what were your thoughts on it, and I guess any tips yeah. you might have for people?
1: Look, it's not this. It's not real surprising with like what's happening at the moment. Um, rents are going up, and mortgage repayments are going up. So for people that have, yeah. You know, are in that situation, they've got to find more money to um, you know, cover those costs. So that, you know there will be issues. Mm-hmm. Um, like we've talked about quite a bit, the first, you know, the starting point is to review where you spend your money just to see whether there's savings you can make. Um, you know if you've got things like you know three or four streaming services you might just want to drop back to one for three to six months. Um, yeah you know, put off purchases you don't you don't need um but yeah be yeah look at look at where you're spending your money and yeah look at the discretionary items even the mandatory items like fuel um gas electricity insurance those sorts of things shop around to make sure you're getting the, the best deals use the comparison sites and, and those sorts of things so um yeah it's not not surprising I imagine yeah you know, if if rates go up again in march april may which some you know, economists are predicting um, it's only going to get worse. Um, interestingly, on the news last night, there was um, Bill Evans from Westpac was on there. And he he's basically saying that the RBA will put up rates a couple more times this year. They'll establish inflation back within the target band. And then next year, they will drop rates a number of times. So, yeah, where we are at the moment with really high inflation, it's only really temporary. Um, eventually, I, I, I say to people, it's a bit like on a roller, We're on a roller coaster, um, flying down flying downhill on the roller coaster with all the free money, um, pandemic support, you know, double dole, double job seeker, you know, job keeper payments, and there was money going everywhere, and you know, it was happy days. You know, people got their hands in the air screaming with the light. It was fantastic. Now we reach the bottom um, and now we're coming up the other side and what the, what the reserve Bank's trying to do is slow down the economy. So by increasing rates it sort of increases the steepness of the, the the climb the other side of the roller coaster and eventually it'll get to a point where the roller coaster stops because there's you know people are paying so much more in extra rent, because investors are having to pass on rent increases and we've got tragic low supply. Um, and also people with mortgage repayments, um, yeah, you know, they'll just basically withdraw from the economy because they've got, you know, don't have any spare money to spend. So once we hit that point where interest rates have done their job, um, yeah, you know, the roller coaster will go back down the hill. So um anyway, look here yeah, at the moment, if you need help sing out, we're happy to help. We've got a good budgeting um Tool on our website, you can look at if you if you you know, type um you know, budgeting help or whatever in a Google, you'll see quite a few um, free resources you can use. There's you know ASIC's sites got some good budgeting tools. Most of the big banks have a budgeting tool, but if you need help, just sing out, we're here to help. Um, but yeah, don't don't sort of if if you can try not run up more credit um because basically what you're doing is just kicking the tin down the road so yeah you know, if you're if you're having to get personal loans or buy now pay later or put stuff on credit card just to pay the bills um you know it's time to make contact with with us or, or one of the help lines just to sort of get you to sort of get a plan a plan of attack
0: speaking on the inflation stuff so there's an Aussie think tank called the Australia Institute. Uh, there's, this article was from the Guardian that I read that during the week. They've released evidence arguing that big businesses or business in general earnings accounts for 69% of the inflation that the RBA is trying to combat. Obviously, Philip Lowe, who's the governor of the RBA, has said a lot that he's really worried about a wage price spiral where prices yep. rise because wages are increasing too quickly and uh it just sort of is um it just sort of makes both sides of that equation worse, uh which is something yep. we saw in the nineteen seventies. But the Australia Institute believes that it looks like real wage growth has gone backwards when you account for inflation. So this idea that it's because of uh, Aussie's wages going up really quick, that's why we've seen all this inflation might be wrong in this guy's uh, opinion. So he sort of said that uh, the evidence shows the additional billions of dollars in company profits have led to soaring inflation Australia is experiencing. We've seen Qantas just record these record profits year over like on this year, uh, and obviously yep. they're trying to make back the money they lost during COVID, but um, this could possibly have be, been because of price gouging, as opposed to just that the the cost of running the business went up substantially. So. He he says the research shows company profits, not workers' wages, are the culprit for inflation issues, and the RBA and government should be focusing on those rather than targeting workers through rising interest rates and low wage growth. Mm. One of his quotes, we've been told a story that workers need to restrict wage growth and accept a permanent reduction in living standards in order to fix inflation. The evidence they're, they're espousing shows that's an economic fairy tale. The data shows that mm-hmm. excess price hikes have occurred throughout the pandemic. Inflation would likely be within the RBA target band. Uh, and maybe there wouldn't be such a need for these interest rate rises that are sort of crushing households and fueling a living mm. a cost of living crisis. So just the last thing from me, some more stats. So from the ABS, the Bureau of Statistics... Uh, released this past week, workers experienced the biggest reduction in real wages since they started recording this stat. Wages have grown over the year by just 3.3%, while inflation sits at 7.8% for the same time period. Um, some of mm-hmm. Australia's big major companies have just reported record-breaking profits. Woolies posted a 25% increase, Coles recorded an 11% increase, and the Commonwealth Bank reported a 9% lift in profits. It's an extra 5.1 billion for the six months to December. I don't know, like this is this is just one guy's opinion, obviously, but we've had people on the show yeah. like Steve Keen before who sort of says like economists love to preach this thing that oh we need to stifle people's wage growth because inflation gets out of hand that way uh and steve keen himself sort of says most economists don't uh allow or calculate in whether businesses are charging too much for products and that needs to be a bigger part of the conversation and it isn't um Mm -hmm. i just wondered your thoughts on it yeah look it's
1: one as, as we've said a lot of times before when you read research or stats or whatever check out who is putting it out because it just gives you that the, the Australia Institute is a left-wing um, think tank um, funded by the unions basically from what from what I've read um, but look they they're probably right yeah you know? wages have gone up yeah uh, you know, people are at negative wage growth at the moment because, you know, wages have gone up. I think the stat you said was 3.3%, but, you know, inflation is 7.8%. Um, and when that, you know, so basically real wages have gone backwards. So, you know, the purchasing power of the dollar has gone backwards. You know, we've had people earning, you know, 2 or 3% on their savings, but things are going up. You know, inflation 7.8% or whatever it is. So, effectively, your money's going backwards. So, yeah, look, they're, they're pro- probably right Um yeah, there has been talk that there's a number of ways that the government could have acted to um, achieve a similar result. And I think um, you know, rather than just putting interest rates up. And I think one of the things that'll probably come out of you know, in the next year or two, there'll be a bit more discussion about what um, about the about monetary policy and about how you know, interest rates are low to generate demand. And then interest rates are higher to stifle demand um, to try and keep inflation in check. And that there's other ways you can do that. Yeah, if if there was a discussion around, look, let's not let's not put up interest rates. Let's let's have a year where we just put up everyone's tax rate ten percent. And I'm just throwing that out there. Or put up GST. That would suck demand out of the economy because people would have less money. But it actually give the government more money to build things, which um, yeah could stimulate demand or reduce the deficit. Um, yeah there is a lot of talk about um, um the Albanese government you know committing to all these policies that are gonna um, increase debt and if you know the government needs to borrow more money um interest rates generally go up. so yeah it's it's one of those things Look, you know there's plenty of there's plenty of good stuff there um yeah you know, they've they've talked about like Woolworths and coal's profits will rise. In a rising interest rate environment, because less people eat out, and with with ComBank, um, interestingly, their profits up nine percent. I think that's mainly through them not passing on interest rate rises to deposit holders. Because yeah. I read a stat a week or so ago that ComBank's loan book was like their loans. Um, in the year to in the year to January or in January this year, were like eighteen percent below what they were last year. So, yeah, who knows? Like, there's plenty of companies that aren't um, reporting record profits. Um, you know, and you know, I don't imagine you know they, they would pub- publicise them. So, look, they're probably right. Um, in the end, as we say ad nauseum on on this podcast, is you you got to control what you can control. And if you're working for salary and wages, you are, to a certain extent, at the whim of your employer. So if you can, um, yeah, you know, look at look at your situation and, and invest, whether that's in shares or crypto or um, gold or property, um, you know, down the track you're going to be have more control of your financial future than if you just sort of go and work for the man. So, yeah it's yeah, it's it's good stuff i you know i, I had a quick squiz at the article and you know there is definitely some truth in it but um you yeah, know you'll probably find a right-wing think tank would say exactly the opposite with equally compelling stats so who who knows who's right
0: our last one was um sort of chatting about investing a little bit before we move on to your stuff for the week an australian buyers agent called lloyd edge sort of chatted about a few of his favorite uh investment locations uh that have sort of defied the media message that the whole property market has been going downwards. Um, And he sort of just wanted to emphasize certain areas and you might see a little bit of a trend in some of these areas. So I thought we'd list them and then maybe have a quick chat about uh, what a buyer's agent is. And if people want to learn more who they could sort of, I don't know, who they could think about or, what they could Google. First property uh, market area was Gorrikin, I think is how you pronounce it. It's on the Central Coast. Yeah, Gorrikin, yeah. It's sort sort
1: of near Y on the Central Coast.
0: Yeah, so it's obviously been a popular spot for Sydney siders relocating. You saw a lot of people from Sydney relocating or buying a property up an hour north or an hour south of Sydney during the pandemic. In 2021, its prices rose 27.5%. And in 2022, uh, 2022, the property values went up 10.8%, which is obviously ridiculous amounts of um, increase of value uh, in three years, uh, in only two years, sorry. Uh, if if someone wanted to buy an investment property there, obviously that means the prices are quite high now, um, but still a good investment idea. Second one was Foster in New South Wales. Um, not as good as Tun Curry, in my opinion. Curry is the best, just over the, the water there. 300k's from Sydney. It's a four-hour drive. It recorded a 18.8% in 2022 value uplift and 20.1% uh, 20.4% in 2021. Maryborough in Queensland had a had just under 30% growth in 21 and 21.1% growth in 2022. We got Toowoomba, which had great uh, value increase in the last two years. Wodonga and Wannamal as well. Um, obviously, like. A lot of investing people we speak to, Dave, um, any buyers, agents we've spoken to, a lot of them are are big fans of what uh, the industry love, love having buzzwords and stuff just to sound smarter. But one is a satellite city. Um, The idea of like, maybe you work in Melbourne, you work a white collar job where you're able to work from home three days a week since COVID happened. Uh, so you maybe looked at a city like you know Wodonga or you looked at a city like Ballarat or Bendigo that's not too far Mm -hmm. out of the city that you could go travel there for work a few days a week uh, while still having a nice chilled out lifestyle in a country town the rest of the time where maybe there's more space for the kids or um, yeah just different factors that you would want in your life as a result so um, I just wondered like if you were someone that was looking to have to get into property investing, why would a buyer's agent maybe be something you would consider as well?
1: So just before we do that, just on those areas, like um, you know, during during the pandemic, um, Central Coast went ballistic because a lot of people um you know could work from home. Um, they might have been commuting to Sydney, might have they might have you know, been renting on the Central Coast or you know, they might have been in 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 Sydney and you know stuck at home and thinking you know I'd rather live at avoca Beach or um, Terrigal, Forrester's Beach, you know the entrance, those sorts of places. so as those places went up in value a um, good good friend of the show John Linderman talks about a thing called the ripple effect um, as as the sort of growth you know hits areas it then sort of ripples out. Um, so you know other areas that are close to them like you know Wyon Warnaval, Goracan those sorts of places, then become more affordable, you know, Blue Haven, San Remo, those sorts of places. Um, So, yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah, because people can commute, you know, they might have to go there one or two days a week. With Foster, it's more of a retirement thing and it's sort of similar to, like, you know, Noosa and the Sunshine Coast, you know, a lot of the Melbourneites moving down to Tassie and those sorts of things. So it's, you know, people sort of thinking, well, I can, I can retire in Sydney in my $3 million house and um, not have enough money to update the car or I can move to Foster and, you know, buy a place for a million dollars that overlooks the water, um, have all the amenities that I'm used to and, you know, have money to put in a super or give the kids or whatever. So, and, and similar things like with, with Toowoomba, there's lots of stuff happening there. The growth there is, you know, the infrastructure projects planned are, are huge. Uh, inland rail, lots of stuff. Uh, Warrnambool, similar. It's you know, similar like Geelong and uh, Bendigo and Ballarat. Um, you know, it's commutable the city. They've updated, up upgraded the train line. So you, you know you could buy uh, a place on the water in in Warrnambool um, and you know do one or two days a week in in Melbourne. And yeah, you know, the, the sort of flow on from that is. Um, Melbourne unit prices are sort of not going too bad at the moment because as people have moved to Ballarat, Bendigo, uh, Warrnambool, Geelong, Bensdale, those sorts of places within you know one to three hours drive of Mel, one to three hours commute, if they've got to come in the office two or three days a week, a lot of them are just renting an apartment. So they they might rent an apartment for a couple of hundred a week and they might share it with with people which is pushing the rents up and, you know, you've got migrants coming back into the country to fill jobs, et cetera. So, yeah, there's sort of flowings everywhere. But, look, the good, the good thing, the thing I like about Lloyd's article is it sort of just points out that if you're an investor, you've got to be agnostic as to where you where you invest. You've got to look, as Simon Presley says, you've got to look at the the um, property market like a share trader looks at the share market, Um yeah, where's the growth? Where's the infrastructure? Where's the you know, where's the low days on market? Where where are strong offers being made? Um, where's low supply? Those sorts of things. So, you know, if you're living in, in a city Brisbane or um, Sydney or Melbourne or Adelaide, you may not yeah, you you're probably fully aware of the, the suburbs within 10 or 20 Ks. are going well because you read about it in the paper and that sort of thing but will that growth continue um is that the best area to invest are you putting all your eggs in one basket Mm -hmm. they're the sorts of things to do so you've got to consider so if you if you're living in and you're going to be a rent investor a buyer's agent who knows firstly where the growth markets are because they've got all the research but secondly have links to the local agents who have got property, or they may actually have their own buyer's agents in the area you're looking at. Um, They're probably going to get you a better deal than if you try to do it yourself. Now you've got, uh, you've got a a few different types. You can, you can get um, someone to help you identify the good suburbs around the country and go buy yourself, uh, buy a property yourself. You can get a buyer's agent to do it. Um, There's, there's one, um, property guru around who says, you know, you just need to use local property managers. Um, So yeah, there's, there's, there's more than one way to do it. But um, yeah, I suppose the good thing about Luke's article, uh, sorry, Lloyd's article is that if you are investing, you know, near where you live is unlikely to be the best growth area um, when you're looking to do that. So, so obviously
0: one of the ones you wanted to chat about was every time that the RBA does their rate rise or, leaves the rate where it is or reduces it a few days later they'll reduce their meetings minutes to the public for people to read uh based on you know what each person in the rba team what their comments were regarding why they made the decision they did with raising the rate so obviously they upped the cash rate by 25 basin basis points in February. Did you want to chat a little bit about that and then move on to the rest?
1: Look, I I think I mentioned at the time I was surprised that the RBA only raised rates 0. 0.25 or 25 basis points in February. Um yeah, their statement was pretty clear where they said they thought they'd have to raise rates again, and I just I just think sometimes you're better off doing what the US Federal Reserve did, um just bite the bullet and you know, do the bigger rate rises, and I know they're trying to manage yeah, they're probably trying to manage their own reputation as much as anything, because you know, in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, you know, the RBA was saying they didn't expect the the um, what's the word for it the statistics to support rate rises would um, come online in Australia till twenty twenty four. So you know, they were saying they didn't think they didn't think rates would rise, and I know in the at the press club um, speech in February last year. You know, the Reserve Bank Governor said, you know, when asked about um, the banks fact, thinking there'd be three or four rate rises in 2022, said he didn't see what the hurry was, and yeah, you know, they were prepared to wait and that sort of thing. So the rhetoric was always that it was going to be later rather than sooner. So yeah, I I just I wouldn't surprise me if next Tuesday the RBA meets again in um, in March on the seventh. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me that if they go up by 5. 0.5, so um, that's my tip. It's one, one of those things like I've you read a lot about this stuff, um, interest rates and in impacting inflation. It sort of has a lagging effect, you know. So like the interest rate rises in February, probably won't hit everyone till about March April, and you know you're probably fine. We get the yeah you know, if the if the inflation figures, you know, they'll probably they're going to, you know, they, it's, it's around 7.8% or something at the moment. It'll probably be, you know, 5% and then 3%, and then it might be like almost in recession. So, it's a, you know, it's a, diffi- it's a difficult task.
0: Something you were saying earlier too, Dave, about like, I really get the shits when the RBA or like even Jerome Powell was talking about it in 2021 uh, in the States about this inflation's transitory, it's, it's temporary, don't worry, but they'll never say what transitory or temporary is what, like what definition are you using when you say something's temporary? Because inflation in the States was going up and up for like 10, 12 months. So like Mm. what's temporary, do you get what I'm saying? Like, so when I hear Philip Lowe say, Oh guys, it's a transitory inflationary effect. It's like, I don't think your definition of temporary matches most Australian everyday people. So yeah, what's going on? Like I just, and, yeah, and when sure. you said like, they're trying to obviously like Philip Lowe's not listening to this show. So I'm just chatting to air right now, like ranting to air. Yeah, Most people don't like the RBA. Most people don't understand what they're doing. Even people in the investing side of the world that we talk to don't understand why they're doing what they're doing. And it's affecting people at all income levels whether they've got one house or they're renting or whatever, like so, their yeah, reputation yeah. to to me it doesn't sound like their reputation's got anywhere else to go but down. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah it's, look, it's hard to know. Like the the issue is that um, you know, Since May last year, rates have gone up three point two five percent, which is more than the buffer that yeah. most people's loans were serviced on. So yeah, you know, that that's that's interesting. With um with America. Um, from my understanding the majority of people are on fixed rate loans you know they might be on fixed rates for 10 10 20 30 years so when interest rates go up they don't have the knock-on effect that they have here where most people you know we've got a lot of people in fixed rate loans and they're coming off fixed rates um at the moment and um yeah you've got you've got yeah so yeah you know, it, it's you're not really comparing us to the us with um I just mean the transitory
0: really... thing. I'm just talking about. Oh yeah, like yeah, for sure. Yeah, transitory. Temporary like
1: we've going... when... Yeah, we've been going nine months. So yeah, that's not transitory. So um, but anyway, um, yeah. So we'll just, we'll just look as I've said before? If you're if you're worried about your repayments, make contact with your broker or your bank. There's things you can do. Um, the last thing a bank wants is for you to have to sell your house. So don't. First thing, don't put your head in the sand. One interesting thing, um, one of our clients is with a, I'll name the bank, Virgin Money, and they're coming off a fixed rate in December this year, so nine months away. Sorry, 10 months away. The bank's already made contact with them to basically say, look, your fixed rate ends in December and your repayments will go up. It's now time to start thinking about how you're going to manage that. So they emailed it to me, and I actually thought that was a great initiative. I actually rang my virgin business development manager who i deal with I said mate this, that's awesome um and we might put something like that in our next newsletter That yeah if you you know if you're paying you know 1500 a month for your loan now and your repayment's going to rise to three grand um can you start paying 2250 the difference off now to get ahead of your repayment so that when you do get that hit um you're ready for it so yeah that was quite good so just we we Often you know, people go, gee, why is it? Why is property so expensive in Australia? And there's a good little thing that came out from the an annual Demographia International Housing Survey, which talked about you know, property prices relevant um, yeah, in relation to income um, in um, in Australia compared to a few other countries around the world. And you know, they were just talking about why um, you know why is that so? And you know, we've got Australia has. You know pretty high population growth because you know we've got you know people making babies but we've also got like my you know lots of people want to move to australia that's just the way it's you know it's been that way for for ages you know since 10 pound palms and that sort of thing um our stamp duties are pretty high uh, especially for investors in some um, some states yeah the it's something like 80% of the country live within 50 k's to the coast everyone wants to live near the Capitals um, in the mid '70s, um, the then Labor government under Gough Whitlam, or early '70s, tried to you know, get business and government to regionalise to sort of get people out of the cities, and you know, unfortunately, that was never sort of followed through. Um, yeah, there's there's restrictions. Well, we, so we do allow foreigners to invest in property. There's a lot of countries that don't let foreigners invest. Um, yeah, we've got. Lot we've got three levels of government, so it's sort of they're the sort of tied, seem to be always tying themselves in knots on trying to, um, you know, land supply and that sort of thing. And you know, it takes you know, I, I mentioned probably, I think it was the week or the week before, we've got a client who's a builder who just wants to add a bedroom and a bathroom to their house, and it took 11 months to get council approval. And another client with a just a, a straight granny flat, um, at the back of their house, um. You know, took i think about four months so it's just crazy um yeah there's limited limited release of new land um yeah housing approvals are down um you know they're talking about um you know there, there was 149,000 new um, places um started in 2021 um and in 2024 it could be under 100,000 you know there's there's we're just not building enough places um and, yeah, that's, that's why property is so expensive and everyone, everyone wants to buy it. You know, in, in some of the countries around the world, um, 60 to 70% of people rent. In Australia, it's around 30% because, you know, everyone wants to buy a house or buy property. So, um, And, yeah, we do have um, the tax system, which does favour it through, you know, reduced capital gains, tax discounts and negative gearing. Um, yeah, which um, which which make it yeah you know, something a lot of people are interested in. Yeah, okay. And just just the last one, I was we talked about the fixed rate cliff, you know, just a minute ago. But yeah, talk if start preparing now. If you're coming off a fixed rate sometime this year, um, and it might be under two percent, your rate's going to be around the five percent. So if you, if you need help, sing out. Um, you can jump on a, a website, calculating jump, jump an hour one, put in loan repayments, and you know put in your current um, loan balance, your loan term, and just put in a five to or five and a half percent interest rate, and just you can see for yourself how much your repayments are going to go up, and start making the changes now. Don't wait till you, um, till you get that letter, and then you start talking amongst your family group about how. Yeah, you know, your 1500 dollars a month mortgage repayment is now three grand. So um talk to a broker. A broker can give you lots lots of options, especially when you're coming off your fixed rate. Um shop around. Um, yeah, think ahead, tighten the belt. There's you know, there's there's lots lots of things um you can do, but the worst thing to do is just sort of put it off until you get the bank letter
0: right beautiful people want to like we said if you're worried about the budgeting side of things with your repayments going up you can go to our website and there's a budget tool but just even just google budgeting tools uh the government website does them uh ASIC does them there's plenty of places you can look up online to find one uh not ASIC Jesus that's the wrong uh that's the wrong um acronym that no, is ASIC, ASICS money smart ASIC's budget yeah money, smart, ASIC's that's money smart
1: yeah
0: so yeah like there's plenty of tools out there and resources online for free that you can sort of use to give you a bit of peace of mind and just be prepared get more prepared for what's to come if you're going to be looking at higher mortgage costs as well as higher utility costs and higher you know gas costs and all that shit so uh, moneysaverhomeloans.com.au is the website we have. If you want to check that out to learn more about what we do with the home loan side of things, you can go to Facebook and just type in moneysaver Home Loans and you'll find us there. and you can go to Instagram and there's a couple of Instagram handles in the Spotify uh, description box of every podcast. You can click on those as a link and you can uh, find out more about the social media stuff there too. So that's it. Anything else to add, Dave?
1: Uh, look now, just just as we've said before, you know, control what you can control. Take take charge of your own destiny. You know, try not to be like the the ship bobbing out in the ocean. You know, chart your course, set your sails. You know, be realistic, be committed. Um, if you need help with anything, we're we're very good listeners. Had lots of experience with lots of different you know people in different financial and personal situations. So, if you need help, sing out. As we've said before. Your bank doesn't doesn't want to have to sell your house, and yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of your your destiny is in your own hands. So um, yeah, but if you need help with anything, give us a shout.
0: Easy. All right. Have a good week, people, and we'll talk to you next time.